Radio. Welcome to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you build the wealth and lifestyle you deserve. My name is Nicholas Jensen, bringing you the secrets behind the relationships, strategies, and mindset of the most successful people on the planet. Showing you how to collapse time frames in order to win at business, money, and the adventures of life. You don't know what you don't know, so I'm here to show how the wealthy live, think, and make their money grow. It's time to live the life that you deserve. I'm, I'm here to help. My, my name is Nicholas Jensen. And, and this is Unlimited Wealth. Well, hello, my friends out there in the podcast sphere. My name is Nicholas Jensen, and welcome back to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast. Hey, so today is a solo episode. We're going to take a little bit of a turn here in which... I'm going to talk about a challenge that I just finished. So when you look at life and anything we do in life, what I've found for me specifically in in all the books that I've read and and all the people that I've studied and, and talked to, really the key to success is consistency, right? Just consistently doing the same thing or those things that are the most effective over time will get you results and will ultimately be a success or will bring you success. But also on the flip side of that, is non-consistency is gradually basically a death by a th- by a thousand cuts. The way to not be successful is to basically not be consistent. So during the coronavirus lockdown here in Utah over the summer, um, I found myself, I was getting a little sloppy in my health. I was putting on more pounds than I actually wanted to put on. And as you guys know, as we talk about building this wealthy lifestyle, Part of being wealthy is actually having good health too, right? So one of the things that I wanted to focus on or to kind of get back on track with was getting rid of this sloppiness of gaining a few extra pounds than that I wanted to gain. Because I ultimately know when I get sloppy in, in that area of my life or in in a specific area of my life, it affects my business and then it starts to affect other areas of my life as well. So I wanted to tighten things up a little bit. So what I did um, is I actually took on the 75 hard challenge. And for those of you that are not familiar with uh, the 75 hard challenge, it's basically a health and mental challenge over 75 days. So, and I personally think after going through it, I personally think that everything, everybody should probably at least try it. So, and if you don't know anything about it, I would encourage you just hit the Google sphere and type in 75 hard and you'll get all of the information you need to know on specifically what this challenge is and the tools that you need to complete it. But what we're going to be covering in this episode is I'm going to share with you my experience uh, with the challenge. So uh, we'll talk about what is the 75 hard challenge. I'm also going to talk about what I specifically did in the challenge and then my results. And then I'll talk about what went well with for me during the challenge. I'll also talk about some of the, the challenges or the, the hurdles or the hiccups that I faced. And then, and then the plan uh, moving forward. You know, what, what am I going to do with, with what I learned and how to apply that going forward? So first things first, what is 75 hard? So 75 hard was created by a gentleman by the name of Andy Frasilla. Uh, for those of you that are in the health and fitness space, or you follow that, or you listen to podcasts on it, you probably know who Andy Frasilla is. If, if you don't, again, hit Google and type in his name and you'll be able to find him easily. So basically what it is, is it's a health and mental challenge to see if you can complete a set of tasks over a 75-day period. 
and it has to be 75 days in a row. So again, one of the things about it is, or one of the things about the challenge is not only is it a health challenge, but it's a mental challenge because you have to do everything every day for 75 days. So the rules are that the rules are pretty simple with the challenge. And the one thing that I liked about the challenges is you, once you have the rules, you kind of define or create your own program within those rules. And I'll talk about that a little bit, but here's the daily rules. Number one, follow a diet. Number two, two 45 minute workouts per day. Number three, no alcohol or cheat meals. Uh, number four, uh, you got to take a progress picture uh, every single day. Number five, you've got to drink a gallon of water every day. And then number six, there's 10 pages of reading um, every day as well. So there's also some fine print. So the fine print is you have until you go to bed at night in order to complete the tasks. So it's not like you have to do it by a certain time. If you if it's at the end of the day and you haven't completed the tasks, you simply just have to complete them before you go to bed and it, that's a win, right? Number two, one of your workouts has to be outside. So for me, I did this over the latter part of the summer, first part of fall, which was good for me because I'm not a huge fan of the cold. And there at the end of the challenge, I was telling myself, man, I'm, I'm glad I didn't do this in the winter. It would probably be a, a big challenge for me to do it in the winter, just simply because I'm not a fan of, of the cold weather. Or I just don't like being cold. Let's put it that way. So, uh, so one of your workouts has to be outside. The other thing is, is audiobooks do not count for your 10 pages. You actually physically have to read. Now you can read whatever you want for 10 pages. You just audiobooks don't count. And then here's the kicker. So if you screw up, meaning if you don't complete one of those tasks on any given day, you have to start back over on day one, right? So that's part of the mental challenge is being able to do it every day for 75 days consistently. So here's what I did. Let's start with the diet. Number one on the diet. So what I did is I chose to follow uh, macros for my diet for my diet. So what that consists of is, or basically what I did is I calculated my TDEE, which stands for total daily energy expenditure. And then this told me how many calories I was burning on a daily basis. And then what I did is, is once I figured out what those calories were, I set my calories about 15% below that number. So anytime you go into a calorie deficit or a cutting phase, kind of the rule of thumb is to stay around 20% of a deficit. If you go too much farther than that, you can't sustain it consistently. Too much less than that, it just takes a long, long time. So for me, I was at about 15% uh, below my, my uh, daily calorie or my daily total energy expenditure. And then what I did is I divided those calories uh, into my macros. So my proteins, my carbohydrates, and my fats. So anytime you're in a cut, you want to follow some certain percentages. What I did is I put 40% of my calories in protein. I put 40% of my calories in carbohydrates, and then I put 20% of my calories in, um, fats. So what does that look like? So once I calculated my totally total daily energy expenditure, I came out with about 2,410 calories a day. Simply what that means is, um, if I eat 2,410 calories a day, my body burns that exact same amount of calories every day. Now, this isn't a specific science. 
there's a little bit of, of guesswork or play in that, but, but that was what the calculation was. So then what I did is I set my calorie deficit or what I call my cut at 2029 calories a day. So I just took about 15% off that. And then I took my macros and I said, okay, 40% of that is going to be protein. So that's going to be 202 grams of protein a day. And then I'm going to go 202 grams of carbohydrates a day and then 45 grams of fat on a daily basis. So the reason that some people may be thinking, well, crap, your protein's really high. The reason for that is anytime you're in a cut, what happens is your body starts to consume itself, right? Because it needs more energy than you're feeding it every day. So it starts to take fat and carbohydrates that are stored inside of you um, and burning those. Well, part of what will happen is it'll start to burn muscle to or, or your muscles will start to deteriorate because you're in a deficit if you stay in a deficit for extended periods of time. So the way that you counteract that is you increase your proteins, which helps build muscles. And that's simply there to just help maintain the muscle mass that you have while you're in a, in a deficit. So when you're following macros, anytime you're in a cut, you want your proteins to be increased a little bit. And that's why the protein was so high. So the reason that I chose, um, macros is at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer that most diets are gimmicks and fads. Once you understand nutrition and once you understand body composition and how your body uh, intakes energy and how it burns that energy, uh, once you understand those components, it's very easy to build a strategy or build a system around uh, getting a, a specific body composition with different nutrients. And so that's why I chose macros is because we, we know that nutrient wise, you, you need proteins, you need carbs, you need fats. doesn't really matter where those come from, unless you're really specifically fine tuning some type of, um, bodybuilding or workout regimen. It doesn't really matter where those components come from as long as, as long as you're getting those components. So that's why I chose macronutrients. I personally think that all the other diets out there are a bunch of gimmicks and fats. Plus in the macronutrient diet, or when you're just following macros, there's some flexibility, right? So it goes back to doesn't really matter what I eat. And I say this with a little bit of, um, sarcasm. I could, I, I mean, I really could eat junk food as long as I got my proteins, my carbs, and my fats from that junk food. It'd be super, super hard to do um, just because junk food isn't going to give you that high of protein. It'll give you carbs and definitely give you fats. It could probably give you too many fats. But at the end of the day, there's there's flexibility. It wasn't one of those things where I, that I was like, hey, no sugar or no bread or, or something like that. As long as it fit, fit within my macros, I was good. Okay. So that's why I chose uh, my diet or that's what I did for my diet. Then my workouts. So there's two workouts a day. What I did is my first workout didn't really change much. Um, although I had to make some slight adjustments uh, towards the end of the challenge uh, because of a back injury. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. I basically, my, my first workout stayed the same. So for five days a week, what I would do is I would lift in the gym. And my routine was I was focused on major compound movements. So like the, the squat, the bench press, the military press, uh, the deadlifts, and then I would use progressive overload. So that's just kind of my normal, my normal routine. And then I'd focus on those major muscle groups and with a few accessory exercises. And then on Fridays, 
uh, it was a lot of accessory exercises. So Mondays were was back. Tuesdays, I'm sorry, I take that back. Mondays were chest and abs. Tuesday was back and calves. Wednesday was shoulder and abs. Thursdays were legs. Fridays were um, accessories, so arms and triceps and a little bit of chest and things like that. And then on Saturdays, it varied a little bit. So Saturdays, I, would, I for my first workout, I'd either go to CrossFit with my wife or I'd go on a mountain bike ride, um, maybe a hike, or I'd do some hit cardio for 45 minutes. So it kind of varied on Saturdays. I would say there's probably a pretty equal balance between all of those on Saturday. Maybe at the end of the summer, mountain biking, mountain biking, maybe uh, a little bit more. And then as we got kind of into the fall, probably CrossFit a little bit more. So, but I would say there's probably a healthy balance between those three on Saturday. And then my second workout of the day, I didn't make it complicated. Um, I didn't, the only thing I did was LISS, which is L I S S stands for low intensity, steady state cardio. So 95% of what I did on my second workout outside was a walk for 45 minutes. So I would just go on a 45 minute walk once in a while that would consist of, I would do a mountain bike ride or maybe even go on a hike. Um, but 95% of the time it was just a walk outside a decompression, 45 minute decompression, just by, just by taking a walk out in nature. So, which, um, was awesome. I really enjoyed. So normally I don't do, uh, I just don't work out on Sundays. So, so that was the first five days and then my Saturday. And then on Sunday, I don't work out. So what I did for this challenge is I would get up in the morning and I would go on a 45 minute walk in the morning. And then in the afternoon or early evening, I would go on another 45 minute walk. So my workouts on Saturdays were again, steady state cardio, low intensity, uh, just a 45 minute walk. And then, okay. So that's, uh, that's the workouts. That's what I focused on. The next rule is no alcoholic cheat meals. So I don't drink alcohol. So this is a non-issue for me. Didn't even, didn't even cross my mind regarding cheat meals. As long as it fit within my macros, I could eat it. Right. So there was, there wasn't any food that was off limits. So if it fit within my macros, I could eat it. I just, I just couldn't overeat. Right. So if from a cheat meal standpoint, it wasn't like I was craving any specific food because if I craved it, I just made sure it's, it fit within my macros and probably had to have lower portions of it. And away we went. So that rule didn't really affect me at all. It was kind of a non-issue. The next rule was take a progress photo. So I, what I would do is I would just get up in the morning and I would take, uh, the progress photo just as almost as soon as I got out of bed, uh, while I was getting my gym clothes on. So basically I, in my Dropbox, I've got 75 photos of me shirtless, just waiting to see the light of day. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I do have 75 uh, photos just sitting in my Dropbox. That's what I did. I would just take it first thing in the morning and then that I could check that off the list. The next one is drink a gallon of water. So this one for me, after the first couple of days, I got I got really um, bored. Not bored isn't the right word. I got uh, tired of keeping track of how much water I was drinking. So what I did is I just jumped on Amazon. I grabbed a gallon water bottle. Every night I would fill that gallon uh, water bottle up, stick it in the fridge. Then the next day, all of my water um, would come out of that. So once it was gone, I knew I drank my gallon of water. I didn't have to think about it and keep track. I only had to fill it up once uh, once every evening. So that's what I did. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the butt to keep that jug in the fridge. But other than that, it worked out awesome. Uh, 
The next one, uh, the next rule is uh, 10 pages of reading. So I probably enjoyed this rule outside of the workout. I probably enjoyed this rule the, the most because one, I really like reading, but I kind of gotten away from the habit of, habit of making time for it. So I was able to actually get through about five books and then I was able to start a sixth book. So the books that I read, the first one I read was The Power of Stillness, Mindful Living for Latter-day Saints. So it was a book about mindfulness and spirituality. Overall, I liked it. I thought there were some good takeaways from it, uh, some things that I was able to implement into my morning routine. So I thought it was a, it was a good book. The next one that I read is called Family Fortunes, uh, How to Build Family Wealth and Hold On to It for 100 Years. So a lot of, and, and this isn't the first time that I've, I've kind of run into this logic or this, this studying, but a lot of wealth creation has to do with systems and processes and family dynamics that are actually outside of your business and outside of your revenue sources. So this book talked a lot about those things, kind of pulling the curtains behind wealthy families, what they do, how they set up the systems, um, how they control uh, the, the financial environments, even long after they they pass away. So I thought there was uh, some really good refreshers in there, some things I was able to take away and implement with clients. Uh, so yeah, it was, a, it was a good read. I enjoyed it. The third one, and this had to do with the my injury. I had a back injury and I'll get into that in just a minute, but it's called Back Pain, Permanent Healing, Understanding the Myths, Lies, and Confusion. So I probably like this book the least. And I think the reason that I liked it is by the end of the book, I didn't really, I didn't necessarily buy into everything that the author was trying to sell. So I didn't really agree with all of the series or all of the the theories. At the end of the day, the author was saying, hey, back pain is all in your head. You don't need any type of uh, medicine, any type of doctors. It's, it's all in your head and it'll heal itself. And they had a specific uh way in which that did but he didn't go into that into the book so you like you had to read all these other books by these other experts to really understand what the what the process was to go to go about healing yourself so i i probably bought into maybe 75 80% of what was being said so i probably liked that one uh the least and then the fourth book that i read is called uh beyond bigger leaner stronger 2.0 so it's the advanced guide to shattering plateaus hitting prs and getting shredded so this book is actually the updated sequel uh to mike matthew to mike matthew's uh book um bigger leaner stronger so i've been following his work for probably five years and i would say most of what i know when it comes to health and fitness and weightlifting comes from one form or another of content that I've consumed from him, either a book, um, a podcast, a blog article. I really enjoy his scientific-based research approach to um, body composition and nutrition and supplements and food and and all all that stuff. So and, and his his workout um, program. So. Long story short, I had been following his Beyond Bigger, Leaner, Stronger program fairly closely with my workout routines for probably almost almost two years, not quite two years, because I followed his Bigger, Leaner, Stronger program for a few years and then started his Beyond Bigger, Leaner, Stronger program. So uh, with that said, I, I really enjoyed this book. There's a lot of new content in there and then 
there were some pretty good takeaways that I'm excited to be able to implement uh, going forward. So long story short, love the nuggets. I, I, I just, I enjoy his work. So I, I really enjoyed that book. The next book is .com Secrets. So digital marketing is something that I'm I'm studying and learning more about. So anybody in the marketing space understands that Russell Brunson is a he he's a marketing marketing wizard. Like he he's really really good at marketing. And what I liked about this book is one it gave practical strategies from a digital marketing standpoint uh and building funnels and things like that. But I like how simplistically it was kind of laid out. And like easy to follow, entertaining, good stories, uh, things like that. So I thought it was packed with a really good information from a marketing standpoint, uh, backed up with some some stories and scenarios that uh, that you can relate to. So that that was a good book as well. The last book. Now I didn't I didn't finish this book during the challenge. I only got I only got it started, and at this point I'm not quite halfway through it since I just finished the challenge just uh, just a couple of days ago. So uh, this book is called Chase the Lion. If your dream if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. So again, I'm not very far into this book. It's written by a pastor. Uh, he runs a church. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe like in the Midwest or the East or something. But uh, basically, he's relating um, a story in the Bible. And I, t- to be quite frank with you, I can't remember the guy's name. But long story short, this guy went, um, chased down a lion, killed him in a cave. And he's talking about following your dreams and, and how do you follow your dreams um, by making your goals godlike if you will like like goals that you're unable to accomplish unless there's divine a divine hand in, in helping you do so 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 far so far i like it uh, i just i can't give you a, a recommendation one day one way or the other until until i finish it so here's kind of the results now before i give you the results the one thing i failed to do before i started 75 hard is take accurate body measurements so I didn't weigh myself right before I I, uh, started the program. I didn't uh, take my body fat measurements right before the program. And I think the reason I looked back on it, I was like, why didn't I do that? And I think the reason is, is because I was like, oh, this, this challenge would be cool. It'd be fun. Um, And I just, I just started doing it kind of without, without, um, and and to be quite frank with you, I like, as I look back on it, I'm like, I wonder how committed I was when I started on day one. Um, Because I, I feel like if I would have been, ultimately committed, I would have taken those measurements, but I didn't do it. So I don't know specifically the progress. I know what my end results are, but I don't know where I started. So here's my end results at the end of the challenge. The end of the challenge, I weighed about a hundred, not about, I weighed exactly 175.8 pounds and I ended at eight and a half body fat, eight and a half percent body fat. And that's from, um, pinching. So doing body fat measurements from, from pinching. So after, so if I, I take that information and I reverse engineer what I know my body typically does in these types of scenarios, and I look at some of my weights, the first part of the summer, my best guess, and I don't want to, I think these are low, but I don't want to, I don't want to exaggerate. So I think that I, I know I'm down at least 15 pounds. It could be as high as 20. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I know it's at least 15. And then body fat wise, my best guess is I probably lost 8% in body fat. 
So it could be as high as nine. I don't think so. I think I'm probably right around 8%, maybe seven and a half. So somewhere, somewhere in that area, I guess I started probably around 16% body fat, 16 and a half, 17% body fat. I ended it uh, at eight and a half percent body fat. So that was the end result from a physical uh, challenge standpoint, which I'm totally, totally happy with. It was fine. It, it, it's good. So what went well with, uh, what, what, if I could talk, what went well, uh, during the challenge. So most of the challenge for me went well. And I think a lot of that was when you look at the six rules, I was doing most of them at least partially. So I, it wasn't like one of those things that I had to get off the couch and I had to start working out twice a day. Um, I was already working out at least once a day. And so the second workout like I just, I had to add it in. Right. So I either had to just kind of enhance what I was already doing or start doing something minor again, or just add it to to my routine. So overall, like, I think it went well, there were a couple of times that the day got away from me and I had to get my second workout in, or I had to read, um, past my, <laughs> past my bedtime, if you will. So I had to stay up a little bit later than I like to stay up just to get that, uh, just to get that stuff in. And one of the things that I used to kind of help me keep on track. So one of the things that I help that I think helped me was I use a habit app and I've been using it for a couple of years and it's called strides S T R I D E S. And it's a habit tracker that you, it's an app on your phone. You can log what habits you want to track and then it will send you notifications and every day you check them off. So what I did is I took the six rules, I put them in this app and I set notifications to remind me three times a day. So I had notifications remind me 30 minutes after I normally get up, I had them remind me in the middle of the day and then I had them remind me in the early evening so that if I was behind or I needed to catch one up, I was able to do it, uh, before I went to bed. So as soon as, and then what I also did is as soon as I completed one of those daily rules, I would go into that app and I would, I would log it that it was done. So it kept me on track. And then the second thing I did, which I found interesting from a mental standpoint was I printed off the 75 hard PDF. And, and basically what that is, is it, it's just, a, it's a small PDF that has the rules on there and then it's got different numbers. So one through 75. So it just shows 75 days basically. And what I found was, so what I did is I, I printed that off. I set that on my nightstand. And then the day that I, the morning when I woke up, I would check off the day before. So on day two, I would physically take a pen and I would cross off day one. Day three, I crossed off day two. So I was checking off what I had completed the day before. And then day 76, I checked off day 75. What I found was interesting was about five days in, maybe maybe seven days in, I found myself um, saying, holy crap, I, I can't quit now because I, I've, got a, I've got the street going, right? And if I quit, I got to start over on day one. I don't want to do that. So it was interesting, like very shortly into the challenge, I was mentally telling myself, hey, can't quit now. You're going to have to start all over. And the deeper I got into the challenge, the more intense that um, that drive was to make sure stuff got completed so that uh, so that I wouldn't have to have to start over, which I thought was interesting from a mental standpoint. So overall, um, I think the app really helped me from 
uh, several times, just reminding me several times a day what stuff that I need to complete. The PDF from a psychological point, I think was super interesting um, and was helpful in just physically being able to just check it off, see it there every night when I before I went to bed and every morning uh, when I woke up. So the biggest challenge, and I've alluded to this uh, previously, but the biggest challenge I faced early on, this was probably 10 to 15 days in, I suffered a back injury. So I just ate when I say suffered a back injury, it wasn't, wasn't anything major. I tweaked my back. And so what was happening is when I would do squats or deadlifts, um, it would irritate it. So I could never really get it. Like I gave it a couple of weeks. I could never really get it to heal. Um, I went to just doing body weight and, and, and it wouldn't heal. And so basically at the, towards the, the latter part of the challenge. So what I would do is, is I injured it and then I tried to be careful and it, and I would irritate it. And then I went to body weight for a couple of weeks on those specific movements. Um, and then I tr- would try to, to load up the weights again and it would irritate it. So kind of at the end of the challenge, what I did is I, I changed my workout from, heavier weights, lower reps to, uh, lighter weight and then more reps. So a lightweight, more rep, um, workout. So the movements were similar. I still did the compound movements with accessory exercises. I just changed the, the way in which it was done. So, and that I, I did that for probably the past, probably the latter three, maybe four weeks of the challenge. It was probably about the time that I made that change. And so now I'm a few days out of the challenge and, and my back feels, uh, feels pretty good. So we'll go back to normal routine, probably close to the end of the year. I'm going to give it some time to make sure that uh, things heal up correctly. The other challenge that I faced, um, and I don't know if it was really a challenge, but I started to get hungry about, I noticed what I, I noticed it about, day 50, my body, uh, energy was depleting more rapidly during my workouts. So whenever this has happened in the past, I know like I've been in a deficit for a while. And then I know that, um, my body's starting to get to the point where it's like, dude, I need some calories. Like I'm kind of running on empty here, which is, which is fine. You just kind of got to mentally get through it. So I noticed that about day 50 and then about around day 60, 65, I really started to notice my body saying, crap, dude, like I need some calories. Um, I am depleted. So in a normal cut phase, what I would probably do is, uh, go back to maintenance calories for two, three, maybe four days, and then go back to a cut just to give my body some calories. But because of the challenge, I just, um, just had to keep going to, to day 75. So, uh, there at the end, I could just, I could tell I, I needed some, some more calories. And then on day 76, I was more than happy to eat a little bit more food. So that was my experience overall. Um, overall, I think it was a, it was a good experience. It, I, I just, I do well on challenges. I like stuff like this. I like to see what I can physically, um, and mentally get through. So I just know about myself that I like challenges. And as I, as I was coming to the end of this and thinking, okay, well, this was fun. Um, I think that the consistency of creating habits is extremely important in all areas of life, right? Cause that's really where success comes from, from a building wealth standpoint to a getting healthy standpoint to, um, 
a moving your business forward standpoint. It's the it's the habits that are boring that you're willing to do day in and day out that typically will get you results, right? So just knowing that, I'm like, okay, as we come to the end of this challenge and I'm I'm happy with the results that have happened, what do I do moving forward? Like, how do I maintain this uh, going forward? So I've kind of had this conversation with Tanya, my wife. We talked about it for a few days and I just decided, well, why don't I create some type of consistency challenge to see if I can maintain this, right? So, so see if this can be maintained for an, uh, a period of time. So what I came up with as part of having a wealthy life and having a healthy life is maintenance 100, right? So, well, why 100? Well, because <laughs> 75 has already been taken. I think 50 is too short. So we're going to go for 100 days. And it's not going to be about cutting. It's not going to be about you know dropping weight. It's going to be about consistency and about maintenance. Like how do we just maintain what the progress that we've made over the past seventy five days? So we just came up with a health challenge. We call it Maintenance One Hundred. So we're gonna and she's on she's on board. She's actually going to do it with me. And we're just going to go through the next hundred days, seeing if we can um, develop consistency habits in in other areas and just maintain that for for 100 days. So anytime you look at maintenance, maintenance is typically less um, strict. So it's a little bit more relaxed than like when you're trying to to diet or you're trying to cut. So that's the way that the program is built. It's, it's a little bit more relaxed, um, but allows you to kind of create and and design these simple and consistent habits for both like your mental and, and your physical health. So long story short, here's, here's my advice. If you're in a funk, a physical funk, or even a mental funk, I would absolutely encourage you to try 75 hard, the 75 hard challenge. I think it's a great place to start to kind of reset, if you will, to to help you kind of shift your focus on something that will just drive and maintain consistency. So if that's where you're at in your life and you need um, kind of a reset, I would encourage you. Yeah, absolutely do a, a 75 hard. It was a good experience. It was challenging. It was challenging enough, but not too challenging that you're like, ah, dude, like screw this. I'm never going to do this. Like I, I can't complete it. It wasn't that challenging but it was challenging enough that you had to focus on it and you had to, to consciously pay attention in order to move forward. So that's what I would encourage you to do. Or if, if you're at a spot where you're like, Hey, I don't, that's not going to work for me. Cause I don't really, or, or I don't really, you know, need kind of a reset or I'm not in a funk, but I would like to maintain, Hey, I'm happy to share my uh, maintenance 100 uh, PDF. So I just created a PDF for myself so that I could follow the challenge. Well, let me, let me back up. I didn't create the PDF. My wife created the PDF that I could print off and then I can just use kind of like I did with the 75 hard PDF and I can just mark my days off. It's got my rules in there. I also put my, so I changed my rules in my strides app. So now my rules, rather than being my 75 hard rules, they're now my maintenance 100 rules that again, every day, just I'm, I'm going, going to uh, check those off. So again, if uh, if you want that PDF, more than happy to give it to you. Uh, just run over to nicholascjensen.com forward slash M100. 
So that's Amazon Mary, the number 100, nicholascjensen.com forward slash M100. Happy to share that PDF with you. Uh, that will just help you create some consistency uh, over the next 100 days. So, hey, thanks for listening. I hope uh, that you found this episode valuable and encouraging to go ahead and try to improve your your physical health as well as your mental health. Because that's one of the other things that, that I noticed from the challenges mentally it's a challenge, but it's also kind of invigorating to be able to kind of cross day after day off saying, man, sweet, got it. Just another day. Just keep moving forward. Just making progress. So until next time, be wealthy and build the lifestyle you deserve. Thanks so much for listening. See ya. Hey, real quick. Are you a six or seven figure entrepreneur who's making great money, but like so many other unwealthy successes, you're not seeing your wealth grow? If so, I can help. Head over to nicholascjensen.com forward slash wealth and take my free wealth building assessment now. Learn how to become a strategic investor and start building the wealth you and your family deserve. Again, that's nicholas, the letter C, jensen.com forward slash wealth. We'll see you next time on Unlimited Wealth.